The opinions expressed in the Brothers on Law Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice. Thanks for tuning in to Brothers on Law on Go Country 105. I'm Larry Mandel. And I'm Rob Mandel. And we've been trial attorneys here in Los Angeles for over 40 years. On our show, we will discuss current events, talk about legal issues, and have some very entertaining guests stop by. So stay tuned every week for Brothers on Law right here on Go Country 105. Hello, everyone. This is Rob Mandel from the Brothers on Law. I'm here with my brother, Larry. Hello. And welcome to another Zoom edition of Brothers on Law. That's right. And a big thank you to who, Rob? Well, we always like to thank Debbie the Mortgage Mom for warming everybody up for us. That's right. And our listeners. And having such a great show on Saturday morning as well. So what's new with you, my brother, Larry? You know, we're on the road a little bit more, and I've noticed a lot more vehicles on the road lately. Vehicles. But, yeah. I've seen a lot know, of cars, vehicles, trucks, yeah. whatever. But I've seen it, them vehicles, too. I've seen them. But you know what, Rob? It's weird because I think people are driving. I know they lost the skill of driving to some extent. They, are, I'm getting people that are following right on, you know, the back of my car yeah. and pulling out in front of me and speeding like they've got to be somewhere and they've got to get there in, in a minute flat. It's, well, it's weird. yeah, we talked about this on another show and, yeah. and the traffic had not gotten back to normal yet. And now I think it's back to normal. And I think it is that people still feel so much stress and driving is a stressful event. No matter and driving in the L.A. area is particularly stressful. And um, so, you know, tempers tend to flare and people tend to, you know, be more agitated uh, so I think that's what's going on. What do you What do you think? I, I agree completely. And you know, you got to chill. You got to just take that deep breath and yeah. try to avoid road rage. I mean, yeah, you know, because it's never good, never good, because that's how accidents happen. That's how you crash into people. You know, if you start losing it and and not paying attention or getting mad or whatever, you know, don't follow too close. Never follow too close. You don't want to be the person rear-ending. No. If you rear-end someone... You're going to be... You're going to probably be at fault. You're going to be at fault. I'd 99% chance you're going to be yeah. at fault. And then the person can be hurt, and your rates are going to go up with your insurance. Not a yeah. good one. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone just chill. You know, but you know what? No matter what you do, there's going to be car crashes out there. We handle a lot of car crash uh, victims. We, uh, we see that, uh, all the time in our practice and, um, you know, they're not always so simple, right. As a rear end collision, right? Yeah. And, and we've handled many tough cases. Maybe Rob, you can, uh, Oh, we have, we have a caller producer cam. Do we have a caller? Yeah. Yes. We have a caller. I have Chris on the line. Hey, Chris. Good morning. Hey guys, this is Chris from LA. Um, I have a question. I, I just bought my nephew a car and he got drunk and totaled it. Like, oh. see, no one was hurt except he took out some lady's mailbox before it hit the tree. Oh my. He only had insurance. And I was wondering, can I be held responsible for the damage because I'm on the title? Yes. It's a simple answer. <laughs> Larry, Larry just gave you that answer in a nutshell. Okay, so Chris, there's two ways that you're liable, okay? Two different ways with two different outcomes, okay? So, 
The first thing is called permissive user statute. Well, now you're on title with him, right? Is it his car or just yours? Yeah, I bought it. I'm on the title. Okay. So you're allowing him to drive it, right? Correct. So since you allowed him to drive the car, you are liable up to $15,000, the minimum of the insurance, okay? But as a pragmatic matter, your insurance is probably going to cover him, you know, to the extent of the policy limit, okay? Right. Um, the other way you're liable is, um, and I, I'm sorry if I'm hogging the conversation here, Larry, you pop in anytime you want, man. No, no, but, no, you're on a roll. Go ahead. Okay, okay. It's called negligent entrustment of the vehicle. Now, okay. are you automatically liable for that? No. Um, you, they would have to prove that you were aware that you're, this is your nephew? Right, correct. Okay. You, they would have to prove that they were aware that your nephew was a dangerous or, or improper driver. And so, uh, or that you knew he was, uh, intoxicated. Uh, in, yeah, intoxicated or had been drinking when you handed him the keys or whatever. So, so those, that's a much harder thing to prove. What was the situation that led up to him driving the car? I'm sorry. In other words, did you know his driving history? Did you know that he had been drinking? Did you know he had a history of drinking and no, driving? Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Okay. So you're probably cool there, you know. Yeah, it's you're going to be liable as a registered owner and, and listeners out there. That's the gen, that's the rule of law that even if you're not the driver of the vehicle, you loan it to somebody as a permissive user, as Rob mentioned, you're going to be liable up to fifteen thousand dollars just as a registered owner. That's what the California Vehicle Code specifies. Right. If you if you gave permission for them to mm -hmm. drive the car. They have to be a permissive user mm -hmm. of the vehicle, of the car. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, but like I say, uh, normally, now, is the nephew a member of your household? No, no, actually, he's not. Oh, he's not. Okay, because normally a member of the household would be covered up to the policy limit. So it, it sounds like a situation where the insurer may say, hey, we're only liable up to 15 grand. You know, regardless of what your policy limit is, they may do that. Yeah, it, it would. That would be a very expensive mailbox, though, Rob. Fifteen thousand dollars. I think he's covered. Oh yeah, that's right. No one else got hurt. I'm yeah, thinking it's only, uh, this is a normal. No, no, it's know, a gold-plated yeah, mailbox. Yeah. And in fact, okay, now wait a minute. Now I want to. I want to switch back what I was saying before, though, a little bit. And it's okay. really not fifteen thousand. That's for bodily injury. That's for that's for 5, personal 000. injuries, right? Now we're talking about property damage. That's a different thing. It's that's 5, a different 000. thing. Yeah, is it only up to five grand? I think so. Yeah, well, we got to check that out. We yeah. have to look it up, Chris. We have to look it up, buddy. but you, but you're still covered on yeah. the mailbox, Chris. Yeah. Well, there's a tree involved too, Larry. There's a oh, tree. Could be a, <laughs> there's a heck tree. Of a tree. Hope did it's he, not did a big he, oak. Did he hurt the tree? No, actually, no. The, the, the tree's fine. It was only the oh, good. And how about himself? How's he doing? A little startled uh, and, and kind of upset with himself. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Listen, rule number one for any driver, never, ever, ever get behind the wheel of a car when you've been drinking. Right. Just don't do it. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there is a rule. If you are 
convicted of driving under the influence, even though it wasn't your fault, you are precluded from getting um, pain and suffering. For your own injuries, but that would be injury. if you're involved say, with someone else. Yeah, let's say fault. somebody, you're driving, yeah. but you're under the influence and you're rear-ended. It's not even your fault. If you're convicted of, of driving under the influence, regardless, you are then prevented from getting pain and suffering. Right. You have to be convicted. Right. Yeah. Hey, Chris, good talking to you, man. Yes, Thank Chris. you for listening. You got it, Chris. Appreciate it. All right, buddy. Take care. We're Larry and Rob Mandel, the brothers-in-law, here on Go Country 105. Do you have a legal issue you need help with? We want to hear from you. Find us on Instagram and send us a message. Then tune in on Saturdays at 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105. From all of us on the Brothers on Law Show, we want to give a big thank you to these sponsors who we've partnered with to help honor our local heroes and groups for going above and beyond for their community. We'd like to thank Ralph's, Whole Foods, Target, and Chipotle. Thank you for all you do in our community. I've seen way too many terrible accidents with people with alcohol and, or, or drugs involved. And we've had wrongful death cases, all different kinds of tragic scenarios yeah and you know it's an interesting thing that you brought up i had talk about difficult cases i had a case some years ago so it's a intersection case and my client gets broadsided right mm-hmm. the, the bro- guy who broadsides him is drunk and i mean drunk okay sloppy sloppy, sloppy drunk, drunk gets hauled off to jail gets convicted of drunk driving but all the witnesses said my client ran the red light. Oh, no. Is that crazy? That is. And were there any video or surveillance? It was just witnesses. Around? Nah, yeah. it was witnesses. But the witnesses were, you know, independent witnesses. They saw what they saw. And that was that. So, that case didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'd think Tough one. He's driving under the influence and causes the crash or, you know, is involved in the crash that they're automatically at fault. But that's not always the case. Right. It's 95 percent of the time it it is the case. But this was that one, you know, case in in 100 that uh, it didn't turn out to be that way. Hmm. So that was a tough one. Have you had uh, some some interesting or unusual uh, auto cases? Yeah. Here's the scenario. Here's the case. Our client, nice kid, he's sitting on a bus bench. It's in the San Fernando Valley somewhere. And he's just waiting for the bus to show up. And it's raining. And it's raining pretty hard. And the intersection where the bus bench is located um, is starting to flood. And it's getting the water's rising higher and higher and higher. And a car comes through the intersection uh, and loses control, basically hydroplanes. And smashes right into our unsuspecting client oh, who's wow. sitting on the bus bench minding his own business. Well, that sounds terrible. Was he okay? Die? Yeah, no, he, he survived, but he fractured his hip. I think he fractured his arm. It, oh, and he wow. was hospitalized. He had to take, be taken by ambulance. Yeah, it was it was, you know, a serious injury. Well, that sounds like a slam dunk against the driver of that car. He was well, not driving safe for the conditions of the roadway. But this is what happened. The okay. driver of the car had no insurance. Oh. <gasps> so what so did we do? What did we do? Well, we were looking into, did the government, and I won't name the city, 
Did they have? Well, if it's in the valley, it's the city of LA. Come on. Yeah, there you go. Well, could be, I guess. Rob, don't tell anyone. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, come on. Divulging secrets here. Whatever. (laughs) So it happens. Okay. So we were, we, you know, in in a lot of these cases, we look to who's responsible. And sometimes it can be the government for a road design or something, you know, like that. In our situation, though, we were wondering why. You know, it was raining hard, but it was unusually high water. Like the other intersections weren't that high. So we're thinking, why was it? Why was there so much water in this intersection? Was it improper Is it because drainage? of poor city Design? maintenance? Yes, exactly, <gasps> Cam. And what it was, was the storm drains in that area had not been maintained and cleaned. And what we did is we, you know, this was the litigated cases and we got all the records from the city and we really looked into it to figure out that they were not cleaning those drains like they do. They were uh, drains down the street. Why weren't they Why? cleaning those them? particular drains? They, I, just, they missed just missed them. them. They, you know, that was, interesting? No, weird. that's not good enough for me. Uh, well, yeah. I mean that it was it was uh, uh, worked out in the client's favor though because yeah. then he had you know an opportunity at an avenue for recovery and we yeah got but him. he's going to suffer forever due to these injuries. Oh, I'm sorry. that's true. That's you true. Know, yeah. well, so it didn't work out. Poor You're right. city maintenance. That was I mean, that was poorly phrased. And then the city did. The city did pay handsomely. They did pay a lot. They yeah. should. And and yeah. I think. And, you know, we check in with the clients sometimes, you know, periodically after the case. And the client was doing much better, unfortunately. But, you know, uh, it it is weird that um, I can see how the city of L.A. would not be cleaning storm drains on a regular Mm -hmm. basis. Because especially up until, what, two years ago, we were in a, a drought. There was no rain. There was no backing up of storm drains anywhere. Was there? I still think there should be a schedule like before that season hits that all the drains are cleaned out and ready to go like preparation for the winter. Like the yeah. squirrels get their nuts for the winter. I don't yeah. know. The city <laughs> no, should that's, be doing the same thing. That's common sense, right? That's just right. street sense. Ha <laughs> ha. Forgive the pun. Nice but, one. But, and, and, and you're right. That is yeah. absolutely correct. I mean, that's yeah. we, we hold each other to common sense standards. I mean, we hold our government to the same standard, you know. Right, and do, our tax sense. dollars go to that, correct? And well, I think in that case, there was, supposed to maybe s- there was some notation that the drain was getting, you know, clogged up, and yet they forgot to go back and clean it. Right. So there's a little bit more to it. And it, you, you can see how the, the city would say, what do you want us to do? You want us to, you know, monitor every drain and there's thousands of them in the city. What, you know, what do you expect out of us? Well, that's do? their defense, though. And that exactly. is not a, to- a totally invalid defense. I mean, that that's a colorable defense because uh, cities have budgets they have monetary constraints. They have, you know, money issues. And, you know, are you going, how far can you hold a city to uh, making every street perfect and every uh, storm drain completely f- free flowing? I mean, it, it may be too burdensome of a standard to hold them to if it was truly tested in all the way to a, a, a trial. Well, generally speaking, you're right, Rob, but, you know, when you dig, like we did in this case, and we found 
records that suggested that they knew about it or it was pretty obvious that they were missing cleaning this area. You know, the, they just the didn't like drains. that particular storm drain. Yeah. Was, well, there was a couple of them. They just, yeah. Yeah. You know, they probably had their crews out there and they, you know, it's just like anything else. Mistakes get made. Yeah. And unfortunately that was like that confluence, that gathering of you know, different forces, you know, it all, it all <laughs> met right there on that, that, that uh, bus bench for the your star poor, were poor client, the stars, yeah. un- the bad stars. Yeah. yeah. So it was the rain. It was the perfect storm. It was the oh perfect storm. Damn. Oh my hey, gosh. So I, had to call, I mean, I was right on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. 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 But, but I don't know what you think about it. It had to be a bad storm dream. Yeah. There had to be a big yeah. storm. Yeah. There had to be a guy sitting there and there had to be a car coming along that wasn't ready for the amount of water that was there. That's right. That's and all those things had to line. meet yeah. for the poor guy to get hurt. Yeah. And then oh. also, you know, you had to do that digging and that diligence and that extra effort that we pride ourselves on doing to get to the bottom of that and say, okay, wait a minute. He's not going to recover against this driver, this, this person who wasn't really paying attention to how much water there really was, Mm -hmm. but why in the world was there so much water when up the street, it wasn't this, that same situation. And you dug and you dug and you dug and you found that Avenue of recovery for him. That's right. And justice prevailed. That's right. Justice. Brothers on law. Yes. Hey, Rob. The scales yeah. of justice tipped in your favor. Yeah. I like the way okay. you put that. Thank you. Have you suffered or been injured by someone else's negligence? When you need a legal team that will stand up for what is right, won't give up the fight and obtain justice, call 818-886-6600. Mandel Trial Lawyers specializes in personal injury cases of all types. Whether it's a car accident, product or premises liability, dog bite, or a catastrophic injury, Mandel Trial Lawyers are there for you when the fight is worth it. Call now for your free consultation. 818-886-6600. Let the scales of justice tip in your favor. Do you need help feeding your family right now? We all know that schools are closed and some kids rely on free or reduced price meals at school. Visit fns.usda.gov slash meals for kids to find a grab and go meal center near you. They are offering two grab and go meals for kids. Again, please visit www.fns.gov dot usda dot gov slash meals for kids four is the number four and let's make sure all the kids are fed i do have a question yeah just a general question my sister and i were having an argument about this and i believe i'm right you guys argue over everything yeah you should talking you should learn from me and rob we don't ever argue i mean come on (laughs) all right go ahead i said it is uh, against the driving guidelines. I don't know if it's against the law, but it's mm-hmm. against driving guidelines to have something hanging from your rearview mirror. And she said, no, it's not. Everyone has their dream catchers or their air fresheners or blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, you're supposed mm-hmm. to have nothing. You could technically get a ticket for it. Really? Am I right? I don't know about that. Do you know about that, Larry? Yes, I do. And But I, I wanted you to talk about one of your cases, Rob, but I have a case that it addresses that issue. You and do? Yeah. What happened right. is our client got rear-ended, but the 
driver who caused the crash said that, well, the person just made an unsafe lane change right in front of me and there was no time for me to stop and I was paying attention, et cetera. Right. And I, again, we were digging into the case. We had photos of a placard that was hanging from the middle rearview mirror. Right. And it actually said on the placard, do not display while driving. Oh, yeah. Okay. So maybe there's no, I, I'm not sure about that. Did the it block the, right. did you able to prove that it blocked his view? Yeah. We argued that, first of all, he violated what it said on the placard. Right. And shouldn't have been. And it was a big one. You know, it wasn't just like a little string. Mm-hmm. And, and secondly, it was like, you know what? You're full of it. You're saying that you, that this guy pulled right in front of you and made our client made a lane change. You couldn't even see him because you were distracted or you had this obstruction with uh, with the placard. And, so, and that's how we basically established responsibility and the insurance company for the other driver. Nice. Yeah. And that's I think that's the rule. The rule is if you can't see um, out your, your window and there's no mirror or something like that can enable you to see what's going on around you. Then your you sh- your car should not be moving. You know, I guess. Well, probably. And that's a best, couple. Uh, yeah, uh, but the thing is, is I don't think you should really have something hanging from your rear view mirror. Maybe a little necklace or well, something. We'll have to look it up. I looked we'll it up. Look it up to see. I'm looking what, it up. All right, go I ahead. found it. What does it, it say? It says. What, what, what is it? Was it uh, vehicle code? Uh, no, I'm just looking up different. All right, well, Thanks. you got to get the, the actual law I am, there, but this is from abc.net. All right. Okay, the news. Right. No, hanging things from the rearview mirror, whether it's an air freshener or a pair of dice, is actually illegal. It's mm-hmm. all about clearly seeing out of the car. Right. All and right. so you can see some people have those big dice. You know, they're yeah. like fuzzy dice. Cloth. Like yeah. my father. Too big. Too big. Yeah, Larry had those in his lowrider when I he was did. a teenager. <laughs> you wish. He was a, he was a lowrider. Did it bounce? Here, here's here's like a that. case I had. Now, I got a, a gal who's doing her morning jog, and someone comes along, and they're going to work, and the sun is coming up, and the sun is in their eyes, and they drift onto that shoulder, and they hit her. <gasps> okay. It's like my fear. And that was, oh, boy, that was a, that was a rough one. But they were trying to argue that, you know, they weren't at fault because the sun was in their eyes. <laughs> and that's an act of God. Yeah. Right. And they have no control over the sun and, and blah, blah, blah. So what and, happened? Well, we won hands down. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know, if you can't see out of your car, it doesn't matter if it's a uh, sun in your eyes or a pair of dice hanging from your uh, mirror, you can't be moving your car. If you cannot see then you got to pull over and just not drive. But, and that and is, but, but also common that, sense. That's why we have visors and that's why we have sunglasses. Sure. You know, but you know, you know, and, and I can see though on a very, very sunny morning, you know, a sunrise uh, or, or a sunset for that matter. If you're driving right into the sun, there's no visor that's going to help you out. And there are sunglasses that can really help you out. That, I guess I should sell sunglasses right now because you want <laughs> you want you want to be driving with polarized sunglasses, ladies and gentlemen. In Southern California, when it's sunny all the time, if you want to improve your safety and the safety of everyone else around you, use polarized sunglasses, please. Yeah, we have a lot of cases. 
yeah. the, where the person and, and it's a pedestrian that I've had like two or three, I can think of right off the top of my head where the, the other driver, the driver said, Oh, the sun was in my eyes. Yeah. Tough luck, buddy. It's your fault. Yeah, they think, Oh, that's an excuse, but it isn't. No excuse. What cam? But isn't the, the woman that was jogging and bless her for jogging and jog for me too, girl. And can she, wasn't she supposed to be jogging on facing the traffic and not the no. back? That has nothing no. to do with it. That's just a no. myth I've created the in my head. You can be going any direction you want. As okay. a pedestrian running, you yeah. can go, you know, against traffic or with traffic. Right. And she was not in the roadway. See, she was on right. whatever the sidewalk was, she was on, but it would just happen to be a dirt berm or a dirt shoulder instead of a sidewalk. And okay. there's, you know, it was a very, you know, tiny little neighborhood, you know, it wasn't a big street or anything like that. It was just a very unusual thing because the person wasn't driving safely. We're Larry and Rob Mandel, the brothers-in-law here on Go Country 105. Do you have a legal issue you need help with? We want to hear from you. Find us on Instagram and send us a message. Then tune in on Saturdays at 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105. From all of us on the Brothers on Law Show, we want to give a big thank you to these sponsors who we've partnered with to help honor our local heroes and groups for going above and beyond for their community. We'd like to thank Ralph's, Whole Foods, Target, and Chipotle. Thank you for all you do in our community. How about this for an unusual situation, Larry? Talking about, uh, we talked about Chris and his nephew wrapping the, the car around a tree. Mailbox. I had a client. Hmm? Mailbox. And a mailbox. And, and I, I had a client that um, got in a single car accident and he uh, lost control and he broadsided or like kind of uh, floated into this tree. And then uh, the impact made him go from the driver's side all the way to the passenger side and hit his head on the inside of the passenger door. Hmm. And when he did that, he got a very bad brain injury. I mean, very bad. This guy was in uh, just one of the most uh, heartbreaking cases I've ever had. And so we had no, uh, I think we did have another driver. I take that back. Someone turned left in front of him and then he lost control and did that. And so, but the other person had maybe, you know, minimal coverage, you know, 15 grand. So what did we do? We took a look what at this. Did you do? We took a look at the car to see if it was, crash worthy mm-hmm. right and we'll talk what some does more that in mean what does it, crash worthy it means it can, does it does it hold up properly in a right. from a safety standpoint in a crash because we know cars are going to crash so the standards from the um the government agencies that regulate automobiles and automobile safety um mandate basically that the car have some level of crash worthiness it can't just fold up like an accordion in in any kind of crash and in this case it looked like that the there were two things afoot the car came in too far over to his side uh the passenger side where it hit the tree came it it, um crushed inward Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Touche, buddy. Um, <laughs> it, it crushed inward way too far and his seatbelt had too much laxity to it. It was it wasn't tight enough. It didn't hold him in place uh, well enough and allowed him to f- 
fly over to that passenger door. So it was, again, a confluence of unusual factors that led to this really serious and terrible catastrophic injury. And so we were able to show that the manufacturer of the car was liable because the, the car was not properly uh, uh, manufactured and designed, yeah, for for a crash. It wasn't properly crashworthy. But those are tough cases and very expensive. I mean, to hire the, an expert oh, yeah. to, to go through that, we're talking thousands upon thousands. Oh, yeah. I think we invested 250 grand into that case. Just in cost wow. for our oh, experts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what we have to do at times. That's what but we you do, guys brother. Dig. You guys dig. You find the truth and you dig and you don't stop until you, you know, find out what's really going on. And I think that that's why people love you so much. So why don't you tell them how they can get a hold of you? Well, they can call us at 818-886-6600. That's our local number. Or you can reach us at 1-800-310-7113. Fantastic. Everybody, call us. We love to talk to you. Yeah. And we don't like to have these one-way conversations. We want to we want to talk to all of you too. Right. So, but hey, speaking of talking to you and and having this show, uh, if you've missed any of our previous shows, you can catch us on YouTube, BrothersOnLaw.com, or even iTunes. Mm-hmm. Right, Larry? Yeah, and a big thank you to all our listeners for staying and please stay safe out there. We look forward to being here next week on Saturday at eight a.m. right here on Go Country One Hundred Five, and remember. Let the scales of justice tip in your favor. All right. You beautifully right, said. Cam. Producer Cam, and stay tuned for the custody queens. That's right. Don't, don't turn your dial. <laughs> Brothers on Law. The opinions expressed in the Brothers on Law show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice.